Welcome to Healthcare Hot Button Issues. We strive to translate scientific findings into actionable insights for the general public. Please leave your questions in a comment or email us, and we will get back to you. Okay, let's dive in. As you can see in the title of this podcast, I will use published evidence to explain why we won't have a monkeypox pandemic like the one from COVID-19. I will describe the current situation first, then we'll talk about the disease, clinical and epidemiological characteristics, and then we can do some very simple math to show why monkeypox is very different from COVID-19. You've probably heard about emerging cases of monkeypox in the news. As of May 27, last Friday, new cases were reported in about 20 countries where monkeypox is really not that common, including like European countries like the UK, France, Germany, and cases were also found in Australia and Canada. In the US, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the CDC, as of today, May 28th, there were about 20 monkeypox cases in several states, including Massachusetts, New York State, Florida, Utah, and Colorado, Washington, California, and Virginia. Most infected individuals have occurred in men who have sex with men seeking care in primary care. In general, this sounds very scary, and we are still not out of the woods yet with the COVID pandemic. So the question is, are we going to have a monkeypox pandemic similar to that of COVID-19? Now, let's look at the disease itself. The first monkeypox case was diagnosed in Democratic Republic of the Congo in 1970. And since then, the disease has spread to other countries, especially in uh, Central and West Africa. The most recent outbreak started in Nigeria in 2017, with more than 200 confirmed and 500 suspected cases. In general, uh, in the last five decades, the number of cases has increased exponentially. From about 48 cases in, in the 1970s to about 2,000 cases in the last 10 years. But again, these cases occurred in Africa. Monkeypox is caused by the monkeypox virus, part of the virus family that also includes the virus causing smallpox. It usually takes um, 7 to 14 days before symptoms appear. An individual um, has fever, headache, muscle aches, and exhaustion initially, about 1, 2 to 3 days. After the fever starts, the patient will develop a rash, often beginning on the face and then spreading to other parts of the body. In general, disease is very self-limited and it lasts about two to four weeks. But unfortunately, at this point, no effective and safe treatments have been approved by the Food and Drug Administration or the FDA. But two drugs for smallpox were approved, and one of them is called T-pox. It was approved in 2018 for smallpox by the FDA, but not for monkeypox. However, T-pox was approved by the European Medicines Agency, the equivalent um, to FDA in US, 
to treat monkeypox specifically. So in other words, T-pox might be used for monkeypox patients. The other drug um, is called Tembexer. Uh, it was approved in 2021 by FDA for smallpox only, of course. That's not for monkeypox. And we are also um, sort of lucky that we have monkeypox vaccine that was approved by the FDA in 2019 called Tianios. An individual would need to take the first dose of the vaccine before exposure to the virus and then the second after four weeks. Now let's take a look at um, the disease's epidemiological characteristics and based on the decades of published research on monkeypox, I think uh, it's much less serious than COVID-19. And here's why. The monkeypox virus is transmitted via respiratory droplets, close contact with infected individuals or animals, or handling contaminated materials. And in general, this is very different from COVID-19. COVID-19 can be transmitted via aerosols. And in other words, it's an airborne disease and much harder to control. In epidemiology, scientists typically use the basic reproduction number, or called R0, to measure the transmissibility of an infectious disease in a population without any immunity. For example, a basic reproduction number of two, for example, means that for every primary case, two secondary cases are expected to occur. But typically, some people in the population have immunity. After considering the existing immunity, um, the transmissibility of a disease decreases. And another measure called the effective reproduction number, different from the basic reproduction number, measures the transmissibility of a disease after considering the existing immunity in the population. So based on the existing published data, monkeypox has an R0, or the basic production number of 2.1. This is much smaller than that of COVID-19. So initially when COVID-19 started, it had a basic reproduction number of four, and then the Delta variant had about five. The most recent variant, the Omicron variant, has 8.2. So all these are much higher than that of monkeypox at 2.1. And by the way, the most contagious disease is actually measles. It has an R0 or the basic reproduction number of 12 to 18. But of course, we, we don't have a problem with measles because we have a very effective vaccine against that. Let's go back to monkeypox. The question is, how many people in the U.S. have immunity against monkeypox? And we really want to consider that in our calculation. Research has shown that a smallpox vaccine has an 85% efficacy against monkeypox. And now in the United States, um, I think in 1972, people stopped getting smallpox vaccine. In other words, most people under 45 or under 50 have never had a smallpox vaccine. And in other words, 36% of the current population who are aged 50 years or over, they do have immunity against, um, against monkeypox. So if we 
multiply 85% the efficacy against monkeypox, the vaccine, smallpox vaccine, of course. Multiply that by 36%, the U.S. population um, 50 years or older, and we get 30%. That is, 30% of the U.S. population has immunity against monkeypox. And then now we know the monkeypox has a basic reproduction number of 2.1. And if we multiply that 2.1 by 70%, that is the percentage of the U.S. population without immunity, we get an effective reproduction number of 1.5. And now in epidemiology, an effective reproduction number greater than 1 indicates that there will be an epidemic if no effective interventions were implemented. Of course, the CDC can mob mobilize resources to control the disease. For example, they can quarantine infected individuals and treat them, and also vaccinate healthcare workers and other vulnerable populations. So compared to where we were in 2020 when COVID-19 started, we are currently in a much better shape than uh, back then. So all these possible measures should give us a reason to be optimistic that monkeypox will be kept under control. So in summary, um, despite emerging cases in many Western countries where monkeypox is uncommon, the uh, decades of published evidence suggests that it's very different from COVID-19 and it has a much lower basic reproduction number than that of COVID-19. So I think we are okay. Of course, we have a effective reproduction number that's greater than 1, 1 1.5. So it means we will see more cases. But with the existing medications and we have a approved vaccine by the FDA, it's very unlikely to become a pandemic like that from COVID-19. Okay, that's for today's episode. Please let us know the topics of your interest. We would love to cover them. This podcast is provided by Analytica Now, a company specializing in health analytics, economics, and policy. You can reach us via email, support at analyticanow.net, S-U-P-P-O-R-T at A-N-A-L-Y-T-I-A-N-O-W dot N-E-T. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time.